Welcome to the Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bull Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. I am very excited for today's guest because one of the saddest things that I see in my community and have experienced myself is living a life that is out of alignment with what would truly make us happy. My guest this week is on a mission to help as many women as possible create what she calls their lifestyle by design. Tracy Harris is the founder and CEO of Moms with Hustle. She's a podcaster, speaker, and coach. She very successfully transitioned from her career as a primary educator to now leading a seven-figure business that helps mom create abundant businesses using Instagram. And this is a very powerful conversation for you this week. In myself and Tracy's conversation, we talk about the life she was living versus the life she lives now. The one biggest factor that has created that new reality for her, and honestly, this answer blew my mind, the difference between a lifestyle by default and a lifestyle by design, the area she sees women the most out of alignment in when it comes to creating their lives, the old realities we need to let go of and how we can create those new realities, the daily practices she has followed for years to enable her to do this, how she recommends listeners get clarity on what their own life, lifestyle by design could look like, and also the importance of being around others with a similar growth mindset and how she does that. We also have a very, very important conversation about how we can have more fun in our lives. Let's get into my chat with Tracy Harris. Hello, Tracy Harris. Welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, thanks for having me back. What a privilege. I know. I, I, sh- I should have checked actually before we started recording when you were last on. I think it was about two years ago. Yeah. I don't know either. I feel like just watching your journey, because I'm very invested in, in what you're doing, I think it's just gone from, yeah, w- what you're doing has gone from strength to strength. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to talk about this topic that we're talking about today with it around lifestyle by design, because as I was saying to you recently, I don't know if it's something you have coined or if it's a phrase that others are using, but it's something I really, really associate with you and your work. And yeah. as I just said, I think it's going to be something that my audience are going to really, really love as well. So really grateful for you to be being with us today. I'm thrilled to be speaking about this and it's something I've been speaking about forever, well, really mm. for the past eight, eight or so years with my own audience. And it really is just about living intentionally and creating a business intentionally also so that it's aligned with who we are, but also what we want our life to look like in 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. So, and then of course, designing everything backwards from that. Mm. So yeah, I'm very happy to share. I just want more women to realize that they can create businesses and lives from that place and not out of being reactive and Mm. not out of stress and push and not having a business that is successful, but then at the cost of family or relationships or self-care, mm. like that is just, that is not the vibe. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm not signing up for that. 
And yet so many people do. I think there's so much alignment between what you've just shared there, that those last few words that you just shared and the whole reason that I created Bold Darling, because there's so many women who start these businesses and how I describe it, it's like they're sacrificing themselves on the altar of the businesses mm-hmm. and, and all the other parts of them fall, fall by the wayside. And I've definitely dipped in and out of that feeling over the years. So re- really excited to talk about today. I, I, I meant to send this to you. I saw a beautiful quote shared by someone on Insta a few weeks ago, and it was describing like this kind of, I guess it was a philosophy that was being shared. They had reshared it. And it said, surround yourself with people who plan in decades, but live in moments. And I thought that was so powerful. I just got goosebumps as I said it again. And a few people popped into my mind when I read that of people that I see doing that. And you were definitely one of them, because I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's about the almost like this duopoly or this dance between having the planning, as you said, you know, your life in 10, 20, 30, 40 years time but not getting so caught up in that either that we forget to live in the moment. I think that's part of your philosophy around lifestyle by design as well. So yeah, I thought that was a potent one. If if I can find who who shared it, I I will pass it on to you and and reshare it on my Insta as well. I thought it was really beautiful. Great way to think. Then I have to message that person and be like, we are now best friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was that good. Okay. So can we backtrack a little bit? So I think we probably have quite a few people listening to my show who are familiar with your work, but just in case anyone isn't, would you mind sharing? And and, and as we're talking about lifestyle by design, can we talk about your lifestyle back then, like old Tracy and what your lifestyle looks like now? Could you kind of create that contrast for us? I think that'd be really helpful to set us up for today. Yes. Well, this will also be helpful to all of the people that knew me in my past and maybe catch a glimpse of what I'm doing and how I'm living and what I'm showing online and wonder like, how the heck is this the same person? They should listen. I'll just send them this episode and then that can... This will fill in the gaps for you people. Yeah, (laughs) catch them all up to speed because, Lorraine, I am vastly different to how I was, say, eight years ago when I started my business and probably 10 years ago when I was just like had the seedling idea of stepping off the conventional path and living my life differently. So the old Tracy was, I would say, living a life by default, but under the illusion of being successful because it was someone else's definition of success. And that looked like finding a way to kind of gamify school so that I did really well, so that I could get into university because, hello, That's a sign of someone doing well, isn't it? So I I learned that and I was like, oh, must do that. Doing really well at university so that I was offered a job as a new graduate immediately. That happened, tick. The ego is now telling me I'm doing really well. You can imagine at this point. And it's being reinforced by the people around me also, friends, family, employers. People are like giving me all these pats on the back. So I'm feeling good. And then I decide I'm going to go for a promotion and I'm going to be the youngest person ever to get this particular promotion. And I'm going to like be this standout person because it's a promotion I feel so deeply passionate and called to do. But also I'm going to buck the trends of like how old a woman usually is when she gets this role. And I did tick. Well, I must be feeling great by now, right, everybody? Because you've been such a good girl. You've done everything everyone wants you to do to be a good girl. Yeah, what a good girl. And again, all of this was constantly reinforced with the praise and celebrations and, you know, all of that stuff. And I genuinely did feel like I was a good girl. I was really proud of myself. And then it all hit the fan. And I was like, oh, I'm actually not really happy in this situation. I'm not actually fulfilled. I am living for Fridays. I am dreading Mondays. I am turning into that. I was a primary teacher, everybody. I was turning into that teacher that I loved my job, absolutely loved being there, but I could see other teachers counting down the weeks till the end of the term, even though it was week one, 
and they're like counting down to week 10 and watching that way of thinking and being become normal. And I was just like, this isn't normal. We should love what we're doing. And then I realized like, well, I am kind of counting down the weeks too. And I'm living my life in terms like term one, holidays, term two, holidays. Like I was living for all of those things. And it was almost as if I just had to get through the week or I just had to get through the term. Then I could live and live just a little bit before I had to rinse and repeat the whole Groundhog Day thing again. And I was surrounded by friends, still are, still have the same friendship groups, love them to pieces, but it was very common in our friendship circle and for myself and my husband to behave in this same way too, that it would hit, say, 2 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon and it was like our weekend was immediately over, Lorraine, and our brains turned to must get organized for the work week. Like, oh no, we can't come out for a Sunday session and have fun with friends because we're organizing our clothes for the week. We're meal prepping lunches for work. We're like, again, living to work, not like working to live. So that all started to feel really weird. Is this ringing a bell? (laughs) I would imagine it's resonating for so many people. And, you know, and I think for me, I'm definitely identifying with this for sure. Can I ask you, when you got to this point where it was just all just a bit too much, did you have, because you've also got two beautiful kids, did you have the kids then or not? No, I didn't. You didn't have the kids. Okay. I didn't. And it was already that serious and organized and planning forward. Yeah. Because I was the good girl. Yeah. Hey, everybody, I bought my first house at 23 years old. Amazing. Married at 23 as well. So yes, big achievement, but also taking life way too seriously. Mm. (laughs) And so now I am just, I have ditched the people pleasing ways. I'm not nearly as much as a perfectionist as what I used to be. I think my perfectionism shows up in healthy ways. So it, it shows up when it's required and as a strength, and it's more so through optimizing things to make things better. And not through like a toxic perfectionism where I'm sitting in procrastination because I'm afraid to let things go out there messy. Mm. No, I put things out messy all the time and I actually really love that. So yeah, ditching the perfectionism, no longer a people pleaser. And I don't feel like I need to or even want to live in the way that the majority of people live. I get excited about living in the way that feels aligned for myself and my family. And it's very unconventional, but it works for us and it's exciting. And I get to design my business in a way that gives me the life that I want and is is aligned to the values that I hold. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So there's so much I want to talk to you about. I've, I've written like three questions purely just based on that response. So yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for those ones. Can I ask you to, to, to step through, what is your business now? So obviously you've left teaching. You've, you're out of teaching. Is it eight years now since you left that profession? Um, No, it's a bit longer. Oh, about nine years since I technically. So what is your business now? So you're kind of still so, in edu- education, but not. Yes, I have always felt a deep calling to be a teacher, to teach, to share knowledge, to inspire, to help people unlock their potential that is already in them. And so that's the part of teaching that I really loved. And I've transferred that across into the business that I have now. And so now I'm an online educator and mentor to women in business, and I help them create their own freedom-filled businesses so that they can live their own life by design. And part of that includes helping them to build an audience and a community online of loyal customers and raving fans to create a movement, to make a difference, to show up in the way that is truly required online. And I help them master the Instagram platform to do that. So that's kind of phase one, because we all need an audience and a base. And then beyond that, in some of my higher level programs, I help women actually design online offers like memberships, courses, coaching programs, masterminds of their own, high ticket experiences, retreats, that digital side of the business, 
I work with a lot of coaches, a lot of people that have been doing a one-to-one service, but now they want to turn it into one-to-many online experience. Yeah. And I help people design those offers, optimize their launches, grow their teams, develop themselves as, as leaders. It's all about the digital offers for me, mm. because I think that they are highly smart and highly scalable mm. also. So that's my fave. And that's what I have experience in doing. Like I'm a course creator. I own yeah. memberships. I have a mastermind. So I love mentoring people to do the same. Mm, love that. And the, I guess the net result of them doing that and what you teach them is that they get to go and have more flexibility and more money to go and create that lifestyle by design that they want. Yes. So that's a pretty night and day comparison between old Tracy and Tracy today. If I was to ask you, what is the one biggest factor that has enabled you to make that switch? Because I mean, it's just, I would say for someone who knew you nine years ago in your teaching career, I would imagine if they met you on the street now, you would feel like a different person. What Mm -hmm. is the one biggest factor that has enabled you to make the switch to where you're at now versus where you are, do you think? completely changing my personality. Okay. <laughs> no biggie. And that is the real work, my friends. So I invite everyone to go and check out the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm. One of my favorite books ever is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And he really unpacks what it means to create for yourself a new personality. Because he talks about that everything is emotions. And if you carry an emotion for long enough, it becomes a mood. Mm. And if you hold on to that mood for long enough, now that becomes your personality. And so that is huge. Yeah, that is huge. And it's like, well, if every single day I am feeling overwhelmed because I used to. And I'm feeling anxious as I used to. And I'd rock up to work and park my car in the same spot, have the same gross knot in my stomach because I didn't agree with a lot of the red tape at the school and some things that were going on in the leadership team, which I was a part of. And it was just all felt so gross. A lot of teachers will relate to that. A lot of people that have been in corporate will, will relate to mm. that whole concept of gang playing. Mm. And it's just so, ugh. The politics. Anyway. Politics. So knowing you're going to go in, you have to like, you know, wear the emotional masks and play this silly game. And that's very draining doing that as well. It's you so know, draining. Yeah. Oh, you know, but then you try to rationalize. So your logical brain kicks in and it's like, well, it's supposed to be like this. This is normal. Everyone's going through this. You can have a great time on the weekend. Like, and you start talking yourself into putting up with something that is just actually quite toxic. So anyway, that feeling, that emotional state of that anxiety, that overwhelm, that unhappiness, that hopelessness, that stuckness, that becomes a mood if you're living it in loops over and over and over again, which you are when you're going to work Monday to Friday and you're doing it for, you know, a whole year passes, two years passes, three years passes. Like that is a long time Mm -hmm. to have that energetically stuck in you. And so now it becomes programming And so now it becomes a mood and then you do it even longer and now it's running on autopilot without you even thinking, without your awareness. Mm. It has become hardwired. They are now neural pathways and that is when it becomes a personality. So now you're walking around and people say, oh, hey, how are you going? And you reply, oh, yeah, good, busy. You know those people that you make yeah, with automatic oh, response. Yes, yeah. Yes. And I'm I like, had to work oh, so hard no. to get myself out of that. Or you know when people say you don't even get the opportunity to say that they'll say, "Hey, how are you? You must be really busy." And then you feel like, "Oh yeah, am, am I busy?" You kind of they almost tell you that <laughs> you're busy. People tell me it's just I must become be the standard. <gasps> yes, people tell me I must be busy all mm. the time now, Lorraine. And then I kind of go, "Not really." Like, <laughs> Do I fake, do I act relatable and say, yeah, so busy because that is going to bond me to that person probably Mm -hmm. because that's their experience. Mm -hmm. Or do I go, actually, no, I've got this on today and that on today and then a whole bunch of nothing or just a whole bunch of self-care things or like yourself, you know, taking Wilder to the beach. Mm -hmm. 
Like what a beautiful thing. Mm. So, yeah, people project. They assume I'm super busy, but it's probably also because I'm online a lot. So they see it. They see and you then they a lot must... and they feel like you're there. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So how did you do that then? Like, Obviously, you read the book, which sounds really powerful. I've read his other book, Becoming Supernatural, which I thought was incredible, oh. but I haven't read that one. So I just put that down on my reading list now as we're talking. How did you do that? How did you change your personality? Oh. Mostly through repetition. Mm through like repetition of affirmations, daily practices, which I still follow today and I share with my mentees, things like waking up at the same time every morning before the kids are awake, even though it was hard, Mm. and then being intentional with what I'm doing in that time. So calibrating myself to the mood and the personality that I want to have in that day. So saying things like, today is going to be a great day. Everything is always working out for me. I'm so excited and blessed to be living this day. Mm-hmm. Today I get to have breakfast with my children. Today mm-hmm. I get to walk them to school. I am strong. In my workout that I'm going to do, I'm going to be so strong. I'm going to meet some wonderful people today and I'm going to add value to their lives. Every person who comes in contact with me today is going to feel better because they were in contact with me today. Mm-hmm. You know, like just really like I say those things to myself. I sometimes just close my eyes. Like it's not fancy. I'm in bed. I look like a hot mess express. I've got like a black coffee in my hand because my hubby is awesome and he brings me a coffee every day. And I'll just put my hand on my heart and I'll just spend moments sometimes saying all of that, but just inside of my own mind, Mm -hmm. not out loud verbally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is. And everything you've said there, just as you said it, it's so high frequency. I I talk a lot about energy and the vibration that we're at, but it's so high frequency. I think that's that's beautiful. What a lovely practice. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, that's just like one of the things in the morning practice, but I also make sure that I read something. So at the moment, I am actually reading, breaking the habit of being yourself again. Mm. And so I'll read even just a little bit because it is quite an intense read. So sometimes it's just five minutes or 15 minutes, whatever I need. And then I'll open up my journal, keep that on my bedside. And I just journal again. It can be one minute. It can be 10 minutes, but I journal about my future self. Mm. And that is putting myself in the future, describing my day or talking about things that I'm experiencing and expressing gratitude in that journaling practice for things that my future self is experiencing as if I'm already experiencing Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same as scripting. I haven't tried scripting, but I know, I know some friends really love it. It's where you actually script out the future. So yes. For example, one of my friends, we were both pregnant at the same time when I was pregnant with Lexi and she scripted her birth. So she wrote her birth and it's not to say that, you know, everything is over if you don't actually create that exact experience, but it's almost like programming your subconscious that this is what it's going to look like. I love that. The future self journal. Yeah. And so Dr. Joe talks about something similar in that book. He talks about, you know, everyone talks about manifestation. He takes a very brain-based scientific approach to manifestation in the book. And so he actually talks about what's happening in the brain and what's happening in the body through the chemical release and through our emotions that we're Mm. feeling. So when we put ourselves in that future state and when we are able to give gratitude for something that hasn't yet appeared in our everyday reality, we are filling our body up with the emotions that we would feel in the future and therefore we are programming ourselves to believe on autopilot that this has already happened because the brain can't tell if something has happened or if Mm -hmm. it hasn't happened. Yeah. So I'm training my body to get used to the feeling of, you know, these really big successful launches or having a team that like works really well together and we're all rowing in the same direction and we love working together or, you know, flying business class for the first time with my family, which by the way is happening this week. Are you going um, business class? That's time. so fun. I love that. And for such a long, because you're flying to Italy, just so everyone knows. I yeah. remember Wade and I flying back to Ireland. It was before we had had kids. We flew back to Ireland and we were in economy. And there was three kids on front of us with a nanny. And the parents were up in business class. And the parents, like each, the mom and the dad popped back once in like the 14-hour flight. <laughs> Put on we were like, that is like goals. 
<laughs> so you put well, that the kids in your future script. Feel so fancy, Tracy. That's so fun. I know, they they're gonna love feel that. Really, they're gonna feel really fancy. Yeah, so I love that. And, yeah, like I'm so big on like honesty and authenticity. On the way to Dubai, we are flying economy. It is the connecting flight from Dubai to Italy. That is business for all four of us. So that's a really big deal it's for our huge, family. Huge. Yeah, I'm so excited. Something I've had to I wait, want to do. I've had to wait almost 40 years for this, but look <gasps> at my kid. Like, look at them. What? Wow. Turning left on the plane. So good. <laughs> One of my massive goals a few years ago was to fly my parents' business last because my family, like, that is just, they would have the money, but there's no way my parents would fly business. That would just... It just wouldn't even compute. Like, why would you, you know, waste money doing that? Yeah. That would be the kind of the, the mentality. And when they were flying over, they flew over to Australia in, oh God, when was it? 2016 for the launch of my first book, Remarkability. And I flew them business class. So I booked my mom's flight, my mom's flights. So I was like, I'm going to book you. Like, I'm going to fly you over. And she was so grateful. And then I booked the flights and then I called her and I said, Hey, I'm just sending you through the flight details. Like it's all booked. Can you just check it? And she just like went silent. I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. She just went silent on the phone when she realized that she was flying business. And then my dad decided to join her and they, they both came, but it was just, I, I love that you're doing that for your kids. Such a beautiful thing. Almost better to do it for someone else that you really love than for yourself in a way. It's, it's, that's lovely. A hundred percent. Love the future self journal. We, we are on the, on the train with that one. That is, that, that is amazing. And. Um, I've got two directions I want to take you in. Let's talk about alignment because I think so much of what you talk about with Lifestyle by Design is about being in alignment with yourself and your true self and what you would like to create in your life and your business or whatever it might be, relationships, families. What's the number one area that you see? Because you, similar to me, you work very, very closely with women. We're both in this incredibly fortunate position where we get to be like that confidant of women and it's beautiful and I, I appreciate it so much. I know you do too. What do you see is the one area of their lives that they are most out of alignment in? The area that you see most commonly come up that they feel like they're out of alignment in? Knowing themselves. Mm -hmm. Like if we removed their business, who are they? Mm. And if we remove the fact that you are somebody's wife, who are you? Now let's remove the label of mother and the role of mother. Who are you? Let's take it back again. Like what if we took away all of your degrees and your accolades and your previous career experience? Like who the heck are you? And just getting to that. Like so many women, we say, let's show up as our authentic selves. And a lot of my clients are personal stylists too, and they see this in their clients. Like let's find your personal style. And like a lot of people just have lost that connection to who they even are. So they're like, I don't know my personal style because I don't know myself. Mm. And the same with the women that I work with. I'm like, let's design an offer that is uniquely you mm. and not cookie cutter. Like, yes, you can be in the similar niche as someone else, but like your recipe for your offer is just going to be so unique because it's based on you. And then they're just like, but I don't really know what makes me unique or I don't know my superpower or they've just unplugged from themselves. They've lost themselves a bit to, you know, the roles and the responsibilities of life. They are so scary we have to questions to ask yourself. And I think for me, if I feel about those moments that who truly am I, for me, actually it's on retreats. I feel like I can really feel that because all the other, you know, requirements and commitments and labels are parked to the side for, for a little bit. And I get to really drop into that feeling, but they're hard questions to answer because for so many of us, our identity is our business. Yes, totally. Mm. And I remember last year in Nashville, I was away on a retreat Yes, with my own mentor and Amy Porterfield came to speak to us because they're really great friends. And she was sharing with all of us in the room that that was her biggest, I guess, point of stress or area of focus is reconnecting with who she is because she realized that she felt like she didn't have an identity outside of, or she was growing more fearful of not having an identity outside of this mm. empire that she's built. Particularly when her name is the empire. Yeah. 
Mm. So she was really just sharing very openly. And I love that about her, like that that was something really hard for her. And so intentionally adding things into her life that are not business related, things that are just fun, things that just feel good, hobbies, more self-care, more dates with her hubby. Like these are the things that I help women with when we're thinking about the life by design. It's like Mm -hmm. we can't ditch all of that stuff and then just focus solely on our businesses. It doesn't have to be this or that Mm. or all or nothing thinking. We can grow our businesses at a beautiful pace whilst also being there in the present moment mm. and loving life. Yeah. I love that Denise Duffel Thomas, who I know you'll, you'll, you you will know as well. And she just took up ballet this year. So she used to love ballet as a kid and she's taken ballet up again. And she does these posts from like her ballet class. And she just went to get fitted. I saw on Insta, she shared, she went to get fitted for her first pond shoes in like 20 years. And I just love that because I feel like it's almost revolutionary to see someone who has got such a successful business picking up a hobby. Yes. I love it. I love it. It is the best. And so I have this life by design exercise that I do with my ladies and it's kind of like a wheel, like a pie chart Mm. sort of thing. And one of the areas is hobbies. And that is always like, you just see everyone's faces go blank. Yeah, Like I don't have any hobbies or they go, oh, my business is my hobby because I love it so much. Or the gym or exercise. The gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's that's got its own piece of the pie over here. Look, exercise and self-care, that's over here. So, yeah. And then one of my mentees, Rosie, she has a membership for mums who want to pick up the hobby of, baking cakes, decorating cakes. It's like just for fun. And so every month they come together online and they bake something or they decorate cupcakes or something like that. Beautiful. And it's purely just for fun. Mm. And so, yeah, that's a huge part of her messaging is having people realize like you should have a hobby. This brings mm. you joy or learn something new. Because I find men are very good at having hobbies. Like Wade has so many hobbies like he's like Mr. Hobby and he prioritizes and he makes time for them and they really give him so bring him so much joy so I think women can often say you know I don't have time for that I've got my business or my career I've got my family you know by the time I get all those things done and I exercise there's not much space then to do and also can I just I feel like we're, we could do a whole episode on this particular topic I think as women we don't want to be crap at something you know if we do something we want to be really good at it And that's not the purpose of hobbies that you do it just for the fun of it, not because we need to be good at it. So particularly if those were perfectionist tendencies, I think that's a huge one. Yeah, maybe it's perfection. It could be like productivity, like it's got to be worth its while or we've got to prove our value. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to prove our value for being worthy of doing the activity. So like Mm. if we're rubbish at it, then we're not worthy of doing it. But a lot of the ladies I work with, and I brought this mentality into everything, was this feeling of guilt for doing mm. anything for myself. Sometimes it was mum guilt and sometimes it was just guilt. I don't even know why, but just this constant state of feeling bad. And it was like everything I did for me was taking away from everyone else. So I would say, you know, sometimes I would say it's money. Like, oh, I couldn't possibly spend that amount of money on myself. Or, you know, it's time like, oh, I should be using this time to hang out the laundry or fold the washing. But instead I'm sitting here on the couch, like just having a cup of tea, like, and feeling bad that I was doing that. To your whole, like breaking the habit of being yourself, that becomes, it's an emotion, which then becomes a mood, which then becomes your personality. Yeah. The guilt as well. That's huge. Massive. I've got so many questions I still want to ask you. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Like, I feel like we just need Tracy season so we can unpack all these questions I have for you. One of my friends, Peter, many years ago, shared a beautiful quote. She was the author of three really awesome books. And she said that I love when, just like the leaves on a tree, when old stories fall away, just like dead leaves. And that really resonated for me, that whole idea of, you know, just letting it go. Like we don't need to cling on to old stories or old versions or, you know, people or commitments or whatever it might be. And what have you had to let go of? in order to create the new reality that you've created for yourself over the last few years? So many things. Again, the whole entire personality, she Mm. had to go. Mm. But sometimes like boundaries or probably not having any boundaries 
in the beginning and just saying yes to everything or to everyone or starting my day being reactive by Mm. prioritizing what everyone else needed from me. Even in my business, like I still catch myself. Like sometimes I'll start my day by checking in with the team and I know that they've all got stuff that they want me to respond to. And yes, it's important that I do that as a leader. But if I start my day like that, a bit like starting your day by checking your email inbox. Mm. I want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just you being reactive to what everyone else wants. Yes. Yes. Versus you starting your day with the intention of either creating like all of that, like if this is going to be a day of creation, well, I've spoken to you about the brain calories concept. Yeah. Yeah. I think you spoke about that on my last, oh, was when I was on your show or vice versa. I can't remember. But like that zaps energy. We don't Mm. have an infinite amount of energy in our day. And so if you just visualize a glass of water, every time you're responding to someone else's thing or saying yes, to someone, it is costing you some of the water from your own cup. So we're mm. going to pour a little bit out each time. And no wonder we get to the end of the day with literally an empty cup. So we have to fill it back in. We have to energize ourselves. And it's again, through these daily practices, my morning routine helps me immensely, but starting my day by doing the things that are at the top of my priority list And then moving into response mode, like checking up on everyone else and what do they need from me and approving things and checking everything and all of Mm. that happens after I've done my creating or my meaty work. Like like paying yourself first with your time, essentially. Yeah. And energy, more importantly, probably. I feel like you're a really good example of someone who has a lot of fun. Like you make a business look really fun. You love dancing. You love, you know, there's there's so much fun that you have. And I think I was shared with you a while ago. And I went to Amsterdam recently. So one of my friends, so I had a speaking gig and then one of my friends lives there and spent the weekend with her. And so pride in Amsterdam is huge. So that the parade doesn't go through the streets of Amsterdam. It actually goes through the canals. And, and she had managed to get us tickets to be on a float. So, but a float doesn't mean you're on the road. You're actually like going down a canal. It was incredible. Like probably <laughs> one of the biggest highs I've ever had because you're going down this float. We're dancing like for six hours straight in heels. It was so much fun. And then you've got the whole of Amsterdam feels like it's turned out to kind of cheer everyone on. It was incredible. And I just had this moment and I turned around to my friend, Neil, on the boat next to me as we were dancing. And I said to her, you know, there is no, and as you know, like I'm, I'm into the spirituality practices. Like there's no cacao ceremony. There's no shamanic breath work. There's no meditation. There's nothing that I could do in that sense that would get me the high I'm currently having. Mm. And it was just fun. I'm here. And I this woman turned around. She was, she was on the crew that had organized the whole thing. And she was dancing like crazy. And she said, I'm having so much fun. This is one of the best days of my life. And she's like, I've got two kids at home and I'm here doing this. And I was like, me too. Yes. Fun. What tips do you have for those of us who are looking to have more fun in life? Because it's incredibly recharging and restorative and and de-stressing. In that moment, you were fully connected to Lorraine. Mm. Like outside of you were detached from the labels. Yeah. No business, no author, no, no podcasting, no wife, no kids, just pure. Just presence. her wild, freaky deaky self. Yes, that was it. <laughs> with crazy oh. makeup and slick back hair with silver paint. And yeah. Oh. It, and that's what I love like about I've never been to Pride or anything like that, but I imagine it's everyone with the audacity. <sighs> to wear their true selves on their outside. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. This consensus of like, we're allowed to do this. No mask wearing today, baby. Mm. Like just be you. And I love that so much. Mm. So for me, that's playful energy. That's inner child. And so we have to intentionally create time and space for play Mm -hmm. as adults, things that are fun. And that again is getting rid of the must be responsible, good girl sort of energy. Like what would it look like if you just had a bit more fun, even just today, whenever you're listening to this, like how can you break a pattern? I call these pattern disruptors because they literally do, they disrupt 
a personality. They disrupt a, a brain-based pattern and behavior for how you would regularly go about the rest of your day or your evening. And how can you put something in there that disrupts that and mm-hmm. is fun? So maybe you're going to be a rebel and like suggest that the family goes out to dinner or something tonight instead of eating your usual thing at home. Maybe mm-hmm. you're going to call a friend and say, I feel like going to the movies. I haven't been in ages. Do you want to come? Like yeah. just tonight. I don't know. Wow. How random. How spontaneous. Yeah. Creating that evidence for yourself. Yeah. Because you can be that type of person. Mm. And so, yeah, it's just that inner child, playful, fun. Mm. Just ask yourself, like, what do I actually do for fun that mm. you enjoy? Not mm. that like hubby enjoys, the kids enjoy. Like, what do you do for fun? And then challenge yourself to go out and do something just for fun, for leisure, for enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. I went on a retreat to Ibiza a couple of months ago. It was a couple of months ago now, I think it was. And we did this brilliant exercise. We did this incredible like heart opening cacao ceremony. And then we did this exercise whereby if you think, if you visualize like the shape of a heart and then you put like cross hairs on it, essentially. So you've got like a horizontal line and and a vertical line. And then what we were learning about is that the heart is, we can split that heart up into four different categories. So there's the warrior, which is where we're out, you know, fierce fighting energy. This is for women, obviously, specifically. We can be the wise women woman, which is where we're coaching, teaching, advising friends, family, whatever it might be. The third one then is the lover, which is where we're, you know, loving on ourselves, but also loving on others. And the fourth one is the princess, which is that playful inner child energy. And I think what we're talking about here is that it's that princess quadrant of letting your, you know, your true self, your young, young Tracy, young Lorraine, just shine and have fun. And kind of like, I think what Denise is setting such a beautiful example of at the moment as well, of, you know, going back to a hobby that she loved when she was a kid, she's back in that princess energy as well. And we need all four parts of those, that, the, yes. those four quadrants to feel rounded and feel in alignment and feel like, you know, we're living the life that we want to live. So yeah, love that. The challenge for most people and for myself included, like I'm still in this with everybody, so I get it. Mm. I think we just get we get better and better, but I don't know if we'll ever truly master it. It's like how do we prioritize that in the midst of growing a business and mm. having family? And that's where it becomes, you know, challenging. It's very easy to let that slide, let that princess energy go. And just go straight into the serving and giving energy mm. and just go into the, you know, the masculine energy really of like, got to go mm. this business. Every activity that I do in my business has to have a particular tangible outcome. Otherwise, it's not worth my time or otherwise I'm not bringing value and I'm not productive. And so, yeah, the challenge is having both mm. in there yeah. every day. Yeah. One of my last questions for you is how important do you think it is to be surrounded by, because it sounds to me like you almost became like the black sheep of your tribe back then. (laughs) Yeah, everywhere. I was trying to be diplomatic. And and that can be really, really uncomfortable, you know, particularly when we bring in all that people-pleasing gunk as well. And how important do you think it is to have people around you who are on a similar journey? Oh, my gosh, it's everything. Mm. And it was really, it did create a big sense of loneliness within myself because I didn't feel it's so much easier to go along with the crowd. Mm. It's so much easier to wear those emotional masks. Everybody wants to fit in. Everybody wants to belong. So to start putting boundaries in place and to start living the things that I'm teaching and sharing with you all here today versus just talking about it and having it be like a nice thing that I journal and, and, visualize on. No, no, no. Like to actually start living it, you can begin to feel like you don't fit in and you don't belong. Mm. So 100% seeking out the company of people who do live a values aligned life and people who do challenge the status quo and who do, you know, all of these things, they live unconventionally, like surrounding yourself with those people. And that for me started many, many years ago by, I had to go overseas to do it, to join a mastermind because, you know, eight years ago in Australia, Mm. there weren't any business masterminds and there certainly weren't ones for women growing businesses in this particular way. 
And so I had to go overseas and had to learn from some incredible people. And then it was about five years ago that I was like, I I had my courses, I had my membership, but it was about five years ago. I was like, I am ready to birth a mastermind on Australian shores that teaches this unique way of doing business and doing life. And so, yeah, that's what I did. And it's been like five years and it's incredible. But so I mastermind, my to- dear, just so I'm clear, is that you leading that mastermind or you've created a mastermind yeah. of peers? No, that's me leading a mastermind. Leading a mastermind, yeah. So that women can have that space and they do come feeling lonely, but then they're in there and they're like, ah, oh. it's like a feeling of taking your bra off when you get home. Yeah. That's the feeling they have <laughs> when they land in the mastermind. <laughs> Such a good example. It's such a good description. I get it. Yes, we all know that energy. It is hard. Environment is everything. And I also had to be very discerning over the conversations that I would have with the people in my life that are still near and dear to me. There were just some conversations that aren't really, like we're not on the same page. So it would either be it, it could cause a conflict or it could make them feel a little bit bad or activated. I don't consider it censoring myself. I was just being mindful of other people Mm. and their ways of thinking and being. And I'm not here to push anything on anybody, but I am totally here for helping somebody if they're expressing an interest. Mm. So I'm an open book, but yeah, I'm not just going to go up to anyone and just tell them that they're living their life wrong. Yeah. Or you're not dreaming big enough. Mm. What's going on? Or you should have a hobby. Like I'm not here to be preachy, but happy to share with anyone who is interested. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like you said, they've expressed an interest. I'd love to ask you, I feel like it's been actually a much deeper conversation than I expected us to have today, which I'm really grateful for. Thank you. What is one thing that you would like someone to go away and do or feel as a result of having hearing this conversation we've had today? This is a biggie. So decide if you dare to do this action, an inspired action. The action is writing down on a blank piece of paper all of the ways of being, the thought patterns, how you see yourself, just everyday behaviors even. And you can run through your day from the moment that you open your Mm, eyes. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. And just think about what your everyday actions are, because I guarantee everything is on autopilot and it's a habit. You know, what do you reach for when you when your eyes open, okay, now what happens? You know, like just like literally spend some time thinking about all of that Mm. and be very honest, like what habits, what thoughts, what ways of being are you just done with? It's funny, you know, you said that as you were talking about the breaking habit of being yourself, because I haven't read it before. I was like starting to make notes of mine. (laughs) Oh, good. I've got them here. I'm like, what are my habits that have become my person? You know, the, my moods that have been like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Like we have to <laughs> decide. Started my homework. Even particular conversations that you have with people on repeat or that you even, maybe you're just sitting in the conversation and maybe you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like basically it is what are the habits, the conversations, the thoughts, the behaviors that I am just no longer available for. Like you are done. That is your old era, old personality. We are deleting them. And then just strike them out. Like, yeah, we are done with that. That has to stay there. And then on the other side or on a new piece of paper, write down who you want to become. Like what are the thoughts that you're going to think? What are the emotions that you're going to feel? What conversations are you available for? Mm. What friends are you available for? I actually put out at the beginning of this year, like in my journal and in my morning practice and just every night before bed, I was like, I want to be connected with more like high level women in business, values aligned women, women that understand what, when I say life by design, freedom filled business, people that like their ears really prick up. I was like, I want to have more friends like that. Mm. And like, honestly, God delivered because like I have just met the most wonderful people and they just keep coming. They just keep coming. So yeah, who who do you want to be friends with? Like all of that stuff, write it out. What are you no longer available for? And what are you available for? It's those two that. lists. And I love That's the idea the of like flipping the page, like flip the page. That's gold. Yes. 
I love it. And um, where can people find you? How can they work with you? Give us the kind of the one-on-one on that, please, before we go. Yes. Well, if you would like to get a free audio visualization exercise facilitated by myself, you can go and do that. And it's a beautiful exercise. It's one of the most popular ones out of my Social Method Society membership. And it is all about meeting your future self mm-hmm. and letting go of the way that you currently think and speak about yourself and your business and replacing it with new ways of thinking and speaking about your business. And like I said, you go on this beautiful journey to meet your future self. And from then we create the baseline for everything else that follows. So you can grab that. It's completely free. You can go to tracyharris.co slash future self. That's where you can go to check that out. Thank you. And I'll pop that link in the show notes as well. Thanks. I'm on Instagram at Mums with Hustle. That's M-U-M-S with Hustle. No underscores or anything like that. And my website is tracyharris.co. Amazing. Come and check me out and say hi. Good to know her. Amazing. Yes, well, please. thank you so much for today's conversation. That has been really, really powerful. I am definitely, I'm reading like a very light fiction book at the moment, which is a bit of a hangover from my holiday reading from the last few weeks. But yeah, once that is done. I'm onto that book. Thank you for the tip. I know a lot of others will, will will go read it as well. Yeah, enjoy. I have the audio version if that helps anyone. Ah, interesting. Yeah, that'd I be handy. I get through books faster. Yeah, mm. like, you know, take it on my walk or listen in the car and... Yeah, it's amazing yeah. how quickly you can get through books in that way. It's incredible. Like found time, I like to call it. Well, I can't remember what Tony Robbins calls it. It's like the time is passing anyway. So if you can put mm. that thing into another activity that you're already doing, like you're already unloading the dishwasher, let's feed our mind at that time. We're already folding the laundry. Let's listen to that book. So yeah, yeah love, love that, that. Tip. Thank, Thank you. This has been an absolute delight. Yeah, there's probably about 17 questions I could have also asked you, but I think that was, yeah, you were so generous. Thank you. I know everyone loved listening to this. I love it. Thanks, love Tracy. You. There she is, the wonderful Tracy Harris from Moms with Hustle. You can download her future self visualization exercise at tracyharris.co forward slash future self. And you can find out more about Tracy's work at tracyharris.co or connect with her on Instagram at Moms with Hustle. Really, really hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's really got your mental tank firing on all the different things that you could create as part of your own personal lifestyle by design. Now I am taking a little break from the podcast for the next couple of weeks because I'm headed to Bali to host my retreat with 17 beautiful women. I cannot wait. So the show will be coming back. I'm going to take a three-week break from the show and I will be back in early November with a whole fresh new season for you. So thank you so much for being part of this growth season. It has been absolutely wonderful to have you and really excited to share with you the theme for next season when I come back. Chat to you then. I loved having you join me for this week's episode. Please do connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening. Thank you.